0: welcome welcome to our weekly bay area market update this week we've got a lot of news to cover number one fed decision in july of 2022 what happened they increased their interest rates they increased the fed fund rate to 0.75 percent by 0.75 percent number two are we in a recession or are we not in recession what in the world is happening As we just had a contraction in the second quarter. Now, next, Blackstone recently just raised a $24 billion fund when it comes to real estate. Bay Area prices are declining, as we have all seen. In other news, as we begin our latest market update of the week. Of course, if you have any questions, please leave it in the comments below. Otherwise, we're going to go over all the different things that are happening in the Bay Area marketplace so that you are prepared. Every step of the way. So first and foremost, Fed hikes interest rates by 0.75 percentage points for a second consecutive time to fight inflation. So they increased their rate by 0.75%. Now, some people may have thought they were actually going to increase it to 1% as Canada has actually increased it by 1%. But this was not the case. They increased by 0.75%. And a couple of things. They are actually going to be continuous to moderate and see all the current information to decide how they're going to ultimately increase their how how aggressive they're going to increase their rates so it's going to be monitoring very closely each month at the same time it seems like there may be some potential of things slowing down now when it comes to this the next question that you may have in mind is okay oh fed increased your rate hike to 0.75 percent by 0.75 percentage points that just means mortgage rates have increased. No, that is incorrect. Mortgage rates are actually determined by a lot of things. It's one about expectations of what the Fed is likely to do and at the same time how the re- how the confidence level is. Very very important because you can actually see the Fed the average mortgage rate actually fell steeply to 5.22% on Thursday from 5.54% on Wednesday. Now, to be fair, this is a general mortgage rate. Quite frankly, a lot of people are able to get it f- much lower than this number, but it just gives you an idea. That's actually how it works. It's not just purely on, oh, they increased a the rate by X amount. That just means I'm going to increase it by that amount on mortgages. No. Mortgages have actually already baked into this and considers confidence levels altogether. And because confidence level is even lower, given it's a negative GDP report, and the Fed rate hike wasn't actually that much, wasn't higher than expected. You can see a decline, actually, when it comes to mortgage rates. Be very mindful of that because don't, get, don't let that Fed fund rate intimidate you that the reality is it's actually been even better than before. So a couple of things to be mindful of. Now, next, at the same time, we've been talking about this over and over and over again. Are we in a recession Recessions are normal. It it happens, right? Why does that happen? It happens because a combination of things. In this case, the Fed was increasing the rates very aggressively to combat inflation. Quite frankly, we've been overstimulating everything for a long time. So contraction is good. It's a good thing to have because then it level sets things, right? Now, what's funny, though, is the definition of recession apparently has changed. I thought, and many of you may have thought, if there's contractions of two quarters of GDP, we're in a recession. But for whatever reason, now all of a sudden, people are saying we're not in a recession. And it's funny, right? The Fed chief, the president, like it's very political. Well, obviously, they're not going to say we're in a recession because that's very bad when it comes to likely the voting that's about to happen over the next uh, few months. but. In general, it's like these things are just kind of playing around, right? Like two quarters of contraction typically means a recession, not these other like mysterious things of what is a real recession or not. Like it's not by feeling, it's by data. And so it's really, really humorous when it comes to seeing this. Now, to be fair, the actual GDP had increased by, I think it was like 7% during this time. The, The issue was. Because the inflation figures were so high at 9.1, from a real adjusted return, it was actually contraction. That's been the situation that's been very difficult to control is inflation. And that's why they continue to increase rates. But that's also why you see what you're seeing. But are we really in a situation where like real estate, especially as all you're watching, real estate will be greatly impacted. It's going to be interesting to see because there are many opportunities right now. A lot of the opportunities are those that are cash flowing because it's unknown whether property prices will be greatly impacted. But in a in highly inflationary period and because people are unable to buy homes because of their own mindset or their affordability, they're going to be renting. And so as long as people don't lose their jobs, which right now we still have very low unemployment figures, we're going to see that as a potential opportunity. These rentals, especially cash flowing rentals. Hence why you just saw this. Blackstone draws over $24 billion of commitments for the latest real estate fund. Why are people putting billions and billions of dollars? Blackstone is is the biggest asset holder in the world already, or Maybe in the country. I don't know about the world, but they're one of the biggest in the world for sure. And the reality is they see lots of opportunities. They've been doing this for a long time. They've been buying single-family homes, renting them out. They've been buying multifamily complexes, renting it out. They see this opportunity. Now, keep in mind, what is the backstory of what Blackstone has been doing with their funds? When the real estate recession was here... They actually raised a ton of money because they saw it as a huge opportunity to buy a lot of homes and to keep them and rent them out. And over time, as the housing recovered has the housing market recovered, they were selling them right. So they were actually liquidating a lot of them. I would say probably to like the 2013-2014 time frame is what a lot of them had done. But the fact that they have still been buying and the fact that they just raised another 24 billion dollar amount where, quite frankly, a lot of the areas that they're buying is between two hundred dollars to $500,000 homes, shows you exactly what they think when it comes to real estate, especially in those markets. So if you're in those markets where you're like in Texas, Florida, Atlanta, Southeast, maybe I think maybe even Midwest, do not be surprised by these big players like Blackstone or these hedge funds to basically provide some sort of flooring if things do really drop. Because the reality is, even if they kept the same or if they dropped, the rent versus the value of the home is still very positive. And because everybody's chasing returns, especially in a high inflation environment, they're going to go after those deals. Because what else are they going to do with that money? Stocks have been potentially contracting because the earnings have decreased. Crypto has been a terrible investment right so it's really just hard assets like real estate especially in this case those that are cash flowing especially because we have this major supply constraint that is also caused by inflation by labor and also by regulation so you see what they're doing in this market they just did they just raised a ton of money to replenish your war chest for a reason so be mindful, follow the money as it always, follow the money, especially these big hedge fund players of how they're playing the game. Very, very important. Next, Bay Area home prices fall a record 7% from May to June. Yes, median price for a single family home drops to $1.4 million. So without a doubt, the Bay Area market has already declined. Now, to be fair, it declined by 7%. To be fair, it also was a very big jump from, from the May to June figures from a mortgage rate perspective, the increase is probably more than 1%. And generally, if it's an increase of in 1%, that may affect the affordability from my rental perspective. It affects about 8% to 9%. And so you, this is not unusual. And quite frankly, when you see the July figures, you may see the same thing. So from a short-term perspective, it's going to potentially be this way. Now, we don't know how long this lasts. Nobody knows about that. At the same time we also know as you have evidently seen from just the previous thing that I just shared is that investment properties from a rental perspective rent has continued to increase. So we're in this second like economy of like okay well what is a good time? I mean the reality is it depends on your time horizon. If you're a flipper, all flippers have stopped for this reason because they're uncertain what the next 3 to 6 months will look like. But if you're an investor or, or like a, not necessarily an investor but if somebody had a longer term thinking because generally over a longer period, asset classes like real estate tend to do well, then a lot of my clients are buying. So that's just something to be mindful of, but it's not surprising. You've been seeing this for some time now. I've been sharing this every week, practically every week in terms of what has been going on with prices. And so now, it this catches on, they are May to June. And look at this though, it's already June 26th of this report. So in a couple of days, The July figures are going to be out because we're already at the end of July. So just be mindful of that. We're going to see even lower numbers in July, as you have already evidently seen. Let's talk about corporate real estate. So corporate real estate wise, Twitter cuts Oakland office space, reducing San Francisco footprint. We've all kind of seen what's been going on with Twitter and Elon Musk. The deal is off. Now there's lawsuits at the same time. They've been contracting because their stock has plummeted. Number one. Number two. They've been more remote. So it's a combination of losing headcount and also a combination of they have been much more of a remote-focused company. And so they're terminating their office lease in Oakland, about only four floors that I was planning to open late 2022. So they're going to eat the cost of that commitment. And at the same time, they're subleasing a lot of their space in Soma, which was, quite frankly, if you remember it, Twitter – many many years ago was that kind of darling child that changed this area of soma and unfortunately uh, they're getting there's they're exiting out a lot at least a, a, a good portion of their office space so unfortunate to see but that's the reality when it comes to um when it comes to these things and look they're reconsidering a lot of their leases all across the world because they're going to be reducing footprint some areas they're going to continue to resume as you evidently see here but other areas they're just shrinking so that's a big, that's the thing that you'll continue to see depending on the company, especially those in San Francisco. There's a lot of pressure when it comes to office space there. But if you look at this, what is going on here? Fortinet while widens Union City shopping space. So Union City, very unique place, very unique place for, for companies to expand, especially here. Like most of Union City is actually industrial, right? Union City, Fremont, they're mostly industrial space. And so for a tech company to be expanding here, it is very interesting news. Very, very interesting news. So they've been expanding here. Look, they they actually bought the building wild. And this market for them to buy a building shows their commitment of that space. And they're based in Sunnyvale. So very, very bullish of what they're doing in the Bay Area, even paying for the building itself. Look, they also paid two hundred ninety million dollars for other assembly buildings in Sunnyvale and Union City. Very, very fascinating of their like their move of how they think of their office space in the Bay Area. So you can see South Bay Company is still a Sunnyvale-based company. They're doing an expansion office or expansion location out in the East Bay, which not many are doing. but very interesting to note. And congratulations to Union City for getting a great client base. Next, vacant Menlo Park warehouse to transform into life science labs. How many times have I been telling you guys this? How many times? Anytime you're going to have any properties that have the ability to convert, they're going to convert. But to be fair, life sciences have had a big impact over the last several years, right? Life sciences is very similar, maybe even more volatile than tech because they're really baking on these blockbuster opportunities if things pass FDA clearance and things like that. But to be fair, they still need a lot of research areas. They still, need to, they still need to invest in the opportunities. And so you still see this across the board, right? These conversions, especially where office, traditional office space or warehouses like that aren't in good use or applicable, if they can convert it into a biotech environment, They're going to do very well. And so you're going to see this across the board. And it's a welcome thing. The Bay Area is going to be the largest biotech area in the country. And we may already be that way. So you can see barriers, life-size, real estate market, which rates at or near the top nationally most key metrics. But we may surpass everybody because we have a lot of opportunity to convert these other spaces into lab space. And others don't have it because we have a high density of tech talent here. A lot of tech talent will come from big tech and these other players into biotech. There's a lot of synergies now, especially as biotech, bioinformatics, uh, pharmaceuticals have been much more in the data science arena and the under, in the engineering side of things. Well, where's the best place for you to recruit talent? It's the Bay Area. And so you're going to see this happening a lot. We're going to have this both grow. And that's what's very, very exciting. And the cool part about a lot of this is these are very meaningful, right? Like imagine some of these drugs that are able to be successful. They're not just social media and these kind of things that, uh, that are not applicable to kind of human life. So it's going to be really interesting to see how things play over the years. But they will have some rough uh, paths ahead because, uh, like many valuations that have been cut, I know Innovate, you know, th- I'm probably butchering the name, uh, had had a massive uh, cuts. I think they cut like a thousand people or something like that. So you're going to see some cuts, but at the same time, you're still going to see a lot of space. What I'm going to do each week, too, is I'm going to highlight a, uh, a client success story because everybody thinks that all of a sudden, like just because we're in this. Uh, situation where things have normalized and things have declined, it doesn't mean it's a bad time to buy a place. No. At the end of the day, it's time horizon. Because at the end of the day, what are, are you dealing with? You're probably dealing with rents. Right? We're all dealing with uh, a lot of individuals that own a home are dealing with rent. So you're paying a landlord a higher amount, quite frankly. But you're either way, even if you're not paying a higher amount, you're paying, you're paying a, somebody else anyways. So there's number one. Number two, um, there's just so much fear and concern. They think like nothing is going on. The reality is like I still have personally many transactions happening each week because the reality is if people are just planning to stay in the area for a couple of years, it still makes sense to be owning a place. Right. Let's just take it back. 2008, the worst time in history. Even if you owned it for a few years afterwards, you would have fully recovered. So just do the math. But a few years later, of your rent, do that math. That was what, fifty thousand, hundred thousand dollars, right? Very, very material. So I'm gonna talk about my client that I ended up buying in this property, one nine eight Glenview Drive in Martinez. A little bit of backstory: these clients were referred to me from a previous client, and I still remember them. We bought a brand new construction place in Santa Clara. So these these clients were uh, family family members, my cousins of these clients. So they referred me. So we were looking all over and because some people have some flexibility more than others, they decided, Hey, look, I want a bigger home for the, for my money. And so what is kind of the best place for some individuals? It could be places like Martinez and places just in Contra Costa County, right? Cause there's a lot of places in Contra Costa County, even in Alameda County. If you want the best bank for your buck, you're going to go for there because you're going to get the big house for that amount like think about this martinez that price even today let's say you buy in fremont you're gonna be spending that's probably like a 1200 square foot home right so you're gonna a much bigger home especially if we have flexibility and especially if you have the electric vehicle so go tesla for that reason and so congratulations to them they just recently closed this week it's a great home it's a newer home right very spacious great schools Right. Like this area of Martinez, what's interesting is on the it's on the border of a lot of great schools. So it has great elementary schools, great uh, high school, too. So congratulations to them. But that's the idea. Right. Like they also understood, like, look, at the end of the day, you have a budget. Even if your interest rates are higher, one percent higher, two percent higher, three percent higher, four percent higher. Like it doesn't mean all of a sudden you can't buy a home. It just means your budget could potentially be reduced. But you should do the math and understand from your own finance perspective. Based off of your income, you're comfortable in spending X. Well, if that's the case, that's the type of property that you should be focused on and looking at. Well, how much square foot do you need? How much flexibility do you need? Be realistic of options. As prices have declined, it just makes it easier and easier for a lot of people, right? Because you can also buy with lower money down. You have less competition. Everybody's a lot fearful. When everybody's so fearful, these are opportunities to get in. And you can buy for a deal, right? Like for this case. I mean, take a look at this. Let's look at the history, right? June 10, let's say at 1.3. June 24, let's say at 1, 2, 5. Three days after we got a one, two, two, five, right? So deals are to be made. They're only, like we still bought it for $25,000 under their adjusted ask price within three days, right? And quite frankly, probably within two days because it takes time for them to update, et cetera, et cetera. So the idea is there's lots of opportunities to be had. There's a lot of fear in the market right now, and those are always good opportunities because you're actually buying below potentially, especially working with myself, buying below the average, and that's the fantastic opportunity that you have right now that has been a very rare thing. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, I'm traveling a lot, as you may evidently see, so I am going all over after some different conferences right now. When I'm in Long Beach right now, and now I'm going to head out to Vegas over the next few weeks. Of course, if you have any questions or any comments, please leave it in the comments below. Or call me or text me at 408-547-4590, and we can go over a game plan that's suitable for yourself. Of course, I appreciate everything that you're doing. Please subscribe to the channel because we're growing very quickly. Because people will need to know what is actually happening. Because all, this, all the news that you're hearing is all negative about the world is ending and things are crashing. No, things aren't as bad as reported. They are not as good as reported before, things being red hot. It's always somewhere in the middle. And as long as you have a longer term perspective, which means you're going to be here for a couple of years, then that's the thing that you have to be mindful of. I hope I have the opportunity to work with you. Of course, leave me any questions or comments below. I'll answer them. I'll see you in the next one. Bye now.